Hello, KCIW listeners, and welcome to Curry Cafe, where local community members discuss a wide range of topics from serious to whimsical. Welcome to another edition of Curry Cafe. Curry Cafe, we have a group of very intelligent and well-informed people that sit around and talk about whatever subject we come up with. This is not a comedy show. Well, it can be. <laughs> it it's, it's, turns it, into one. It's a uh, comedy of errors. <laughs> it's a non-specific show. Okay. It can be whatever we like it to be. Uh, <laughs> so today we have chosen to talk about uh, city planning. What does the city have in mind for us? Is, do we want to grow? Do we not want to grow? Or Shirley's making a face like... Well, I think you should tell people who you are. Yeah, who are you, right? Yeah, who oh. are you to have a, an opinion on this subject? <laughs> oh, I didn't. Uh, my name is Ray Gary, and I'm <laughs> right. a, I'm here every week putting together some of these clowns that are going to do nothing but criticize. So let's oh. find out who everybody is, and I will put that pen away so okay. it's not clicking. The highly opinionated person here. I'm Shirley Hyatt, and you are. Well, hello, I'm Rick McNamer, volunteer here at KCIW. And I'm Jim Newman, um, kind of like the guy around town. I like, what did you call yourself for a while? The new man in town? Yeah, the new man, new man in around town, right. town or something <laughs> like that. Well, Jim, how long have you lived here, actually? 33 years. 33. I, am, I am officially now a local. Okay, I've been here uh, almost 24 years. What about you, Ray? About six. Oh, really? Are you that new in town? I yes. didn't realize that. Okay. Yes, just, and Rick, you and really I'm are the, the, the newbie resident. So. Newbie, only five years. And also a double whammy. I'm not an Oregonian. I'm a Californian on the other side. Oh. But spend a lot of time up here with so jumping you, and friends and KCIW. You're so. one of those tax and spend liberals that they have in California. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm taxed. Okay. <laughs> we might be able to convince you to hop over the border and become mm, one of well, them. Well, I can talk about those issues later. Yeah, there's a reason I'm, I have to kind of have to stay there. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to you, Ray. You were saying before I so kindly interrupted you. Uh, last week, and while we were chatting, Shirley came up with uh, the idea that uh, are we doing anything to grow the city? And I don't, I don't want it to grow myself. I moved here because <laughs> it's a little town, and I like the little town. But uh, for some reasons, I don't understand. Shirley think, seems to think that we could possibly grow, and we should. So. I'll allow her to explain that. Well, I'm not sure that I understand exactly what growth would look like in this town because uh, Costco, Fred Meyer, well, uh, Costco, and Trader Joe for me. But oh, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think that that when you are of a pardon the expression certain age, you don't need many you know as many maybe um, places for entertainment or whatever as you once did. So I don't think it should become a, a community just for the elderly, because there are young families and there is school, you know, school for elementary kids and for junior high and high school kids, and, and we have a very nearby college. So it is more of a family community. But I think one of the hardships of this town is that we are on the main drag. So it is, you know, trucks with logs on the back of them and all kinds of other equipment that rumbles down the main street, which is a hindrance to people who want to park and go into a local store. So I think that's that's not maybe something we can overcome. 
Well, I certainly know that they spent a, a while, um, it's over months, maybe even years, um, to enact the Railroad Street bypass. So they made Railroad Street one way going south and Checo Avenue one way going north. And as of yet, nothing has happened about it. There's just a lot of contention in um, that thought process. I mean, what? Yeah, I, good, bad, or indifference. I don't think it's going to make that much difference. Well, wait a minute, town. Jim. Did you say you think they did pass that so that it was meant to become one way? Yeah, there, there are actual studies done, and the uh, uh, Department of Transportation kind of signed off on a lot of things, and uh, it just kind of quietly died. Oh, I, I thought it didn't pass, and that's why it didn't come come about. What did the businesses on uh, uh, 101 think of that? Uh, well, I don't think well, they like Yeah, pros and cons all over the place. It was. It, you're going to get the, the the theory is you'll get the same amount of traffic, or you'll get as half as much traffic. Well, you're going to because they were going to uh, take part of the width of the road and turn it into on street parking. You know, like um, not parallel parking, but um, angled parking. Yeah. So you can put a lot more people uh, right by the businesses, which would have been ideal for most everybody. But parking is not great here. For, to go to these businesses, and you have to walk at least a little bit. I went to a new restaurant the other day that looks like it's a very nice restaurant and a lot of nice things about it. Nice people own it, but you can't park like you can here. You know, There's not a parking lot you can just pull right into. And... Well, I think the difference in a little town, especially this specific town and the way it's laid out, it doesn't welcome you to walk, you know, because walking on the sidewalk is, is like, you're going to put up with all the noise and the traffic and the fumes and going by. And so it's, it's not ideal no matter how you look at it. But I don't know there is a solution to that. But, but Brookings has become over the years a place where people come for certain things. Like I guess they come out in droves for the um, holiday light show in the park, which has grown and grown and grown each year. It's practically taken over the entire Azalea Park now, and people come from everywhere to that light show, which is spectacular. And Makes me dizzy to be in there, however, but <laughs> but that's something that does draw people. And I think also the concert in the park in the summertime draws people from, you know, the immediate surrounding areas. And again, there's always a, a parking issue. But other than that, what do we have what do we have that oh. um we used Makes to have the kite happy. festival. What happened to that? Yeah, what happened to the kite festival? I know they shut down for a couple of years because of COVID. The, the port uh, didn't want them to use the uh, kite field land, so that pretty much put a kibosh. There was no what? other place to uh, put a kite festival. I don't know, but the, 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 some of the old port managers were real. They had very strange ideas about you know trying to. The, one of the things I had heard is that they were going to put. Uh, uh, increase the camping and put uh, put hookups for camping and stuff. Which you would certainly negate the idea of people running around with kites. But right. I've never seen that happen. No, and for a while, and for a while, they were floating the idea of putting in a another motel. Uh. Just what you want to do is put a motel in a flood zone. Yeah, it's <laughs> brilliant. Um, I would like to just real quick echo what sure. Ray said as far as growth. Uh, it's probably pretty selfish 
especially from a newbie, but I came from the Sacramento area, and that's like exploding, unchecked growth yeah. year after year. And the infrastructure, uh, the roads, instead, it, they would build the Costco's and the Walmarts and all of that, but without improving the roads until much later. And, I mean, it was a fiasco to me. So, uh, again, being a newbie, when I moved up here, this was, to me, rural, wonderful living. It's got all so many... Uh, so much beauty, natural resources. So I don't know. Uh, growth doesn't seem, I guess a city maybe needs it, but going unchecked. I, I grew up on Long Island. Now, if you want to talk about unchecked, <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. And I grew up r like right in the middle. There was a, a road that ran through my town at most of the length of Long Island, and I can't remember the name of it. And there was a... Um, uh, something came out in a magazine someplace listing the 10 ugliest places in America in that one <laughs> strip of about two miles. Down, huh? I think it was called the Hampstead Turnpike. Was, yeah, it was car dealer, hamburger place. And it, it was had multiple billboards. We got hit with that. Just in Sacramento. awful. Yeah. And, I, and you could never get through. Oh, I'll give you an idea. I used to drive this road to get to work. I drove, it was eight miles. For me to get to my job, and I allowed a half hour for that eight mile drive. So, oh, good grief! Well, we when I, I don't lived want in growth. New York, thank you very much. When I lived in New York, we used to call the Long Island Expressway the world's largest mm. parking lot. Yes, because it it really was torture to to mm. try to get out of New York City and out to the Hamptons for the weekend or whatever. Yeah, I finally my my last couple of years I lived in the Hamptons, and it was much better, much yeah. better than living in Bethpage, which was. Awful. So I've lived in a lot of uh, large towns uh, in California, small towns, um, coastal cities, mountain cities, desert cities, San Joaquin Valley, you know, cities. Um, and Brookings, you know, fares about as good as any of the smaller towns that I've lived in, you know, for the same relative size. Um, it's not ideal, but my official stance is change is inevitable. How we manage it, though, that's the question. Well, I also feel that sometimes things that were really looking like they were going to be great kind of faded away for one reason or another. And this may be a rumor or it may be true that the reason we don't have better medical facilities here is because the doctor's wives don't want to live here because there's no shopping. Okay. Now that <laughs> No, I, I can speak to that from uh, the fact that I uh, give veterans uh, uh, transport rides to the um, uh, veterans clinic here in town. And uh, you would have a fairly continuous turnover of uh, staff in, as far as the physician's assistants, nurse practitioners, and doctors there because of that reason, you know, that there's nothing to do. There's no shopping, you know, all of these conveniences of a modern city. And I would tell people, look at you, you are equidistance between Portland and San Francisco. Take a three-day weekend and yeah. shop till you drop. Well, this is one of back the, here where it's sane. This is one of the reasons that, that Amazon does so well, because people can just order something and have it brought to them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'll try and find things first here. If I can't, then I'll, I'll you know, order online. It, you know. it is 
a small enough town too to where you can't uh, get many specialty items if you if you have a hobby like building model airplanes or something and you need uh, there's three different types of super glue and you need one and they don't yeah, yeah. the mix Amazon mm-hmm. not only that you don't have to drive all over the damn place looking for stuff um, I'm I'm going to be shopping for some specialty stuff today. And I'm hoping that I can find it, but I don't know. What are you going to be looking, looking for? Shims. Like, <laughs> you like have 10 like... thousandths. Believe, believe I'll, 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 I'll put a Model T back together. Uh-huh, now. right. <laughs> now, when Henry Ford made the Model T, he said the Model T is going to be a car that a farmer can fix in the field with the tools that the average person already owns. Okay, so I've got this engine out, pieces all over. Every horizontal surface on my garage is covered with Model T parts. So I have to put the magneto back in. So in order to put the magneto back in, you need a special tool that lo- that you level it. The tool's no longer made, and I can't find it any place. And if I do, it'll probably be three thousand dollars. Ask, so it, ask come, Dr. D if he's got one. I've co- I've come up with uh, I've come up with a with a plan B for that tool, uh-huh. and uh, but I have to have measurements on the magneto in the thousands of an inch. Mm-hmm. You know? between 25 and 40 thousandths of an inch. And I also needed a... Um, well, it's like gapping your spark so, plugs and stuff like that. Oh, I don't even think they care if these plugs are gapped. But uh, well, this uh, is, that, well, you had that tool that fanned out, yes, and yes, you had so, all the different things. I have one of those, but in order to do this job, <laughs> it had to be a non-ferrous. Yeah. Moving right Thank along. Yeah, okay. We, we have, di- <laughs> we have di- digested, di- di- yeah, I should have digressed. Shims. <laughs> you know, you know I, I think I got to speak to the medical Yeah, go quick. ahead. Uh, yeah. That's the reason I, I was a little, that's a little bit of hyperbole saying I couldn't move here. I could move here to Brookings or Harbor, but I, I belong to the tribal health in Smith River, California, and that goes down to Klamath. And um, uh, super benefits, I feel lucky to have it and everything is real close, but a lot of people uh, don't have the luck that I do over there. Even my my landlord, old friend, she was like, God, I wish I had that medical that you have. Mm-hmm. But okay, so it's a rarity. But if I did move to the uh, Brookings or Harbor, I would lose part of those benefits. Yeah. So that was my yeah, reason. I, I, but, I think that's true of a lot of people. Well, and then it's funny that this is a big retirement community where a lot of people need a lot of medical help. Unfortunately. And uh, knock on wood, I haven't had anything major, but I have had to drive to Grants Pass or um, Medford, and it's a, it's a, a burden for a lot of senior citizens to do that. I, so, I have, uh, I'm have. i doing that Thursday, and okay. I, at least several times a year, I have to go to Grants Pass or Medford. And that's kind of a downside, I guess, but to be. You mentioned the retired people here. When I, when I first moved here, they, they said this is a college town for retired people. What? Okay. What? So, well, it's like <laughs> one of those. There's such a cadre things. of people that are out all the time and out and, and seeing music and things like that. Okay. But I don't think many college kids would care for the eight o'clock time to go home stuff. Well, right, you know. Well, what do you mean you're done? It's eight <laughs> o'clock. <laughs> you know this. This really is a town where, if you are of age or of a capacity where you can retire. Then you have to ask ask yourself why you know now I know people here, who who blossom, in their retirement because they are, able to do their artwork. They they discover a part of themselves maybe that they haven't been able to fully explore before. And when you look around, there are a lot of people here who are very accomplished, 
And if you go to, out to the art walks, um, which have been going on for quite some time, I mean, I listen to these people, and, and they're world class. There's a guy who's showing his photography currently who, who is a, a very fine wilderness photographer. And, Ray, I think you know who I'm talking about. Didn't you say you saw his work? Oh, I went, I went yeah. to the galleries, uh, and he and, was out of town. Yeah, there are a lot, lot of people around here who, who come here because it is peaceful, because they're not here because they want to go to Nordstrom. They're not here because that's their main goal. And I have to say, one, one of the things that, that I don't understand about, and I'm not very business-oriented, but here we are. We've got an ocean. We've got rivers. We've got mountains. Why are there not more activities that can turn into some kind of business? Like the Rogue River has Jerry's Jets, for example. You can rent, you know, rent the boat and go up the Rogue and have a, a lot of fun with that. Because we don't have, we don't have a river that we can go up. Well, I was going to say, is is there no way to use the Chetco River in a positive you, way? You can raft, and a lot of people do. Can do you, they all the time? It's a deep kayak enough, raft, deep enough to handle a jet boat. No, no. Uh-huh. And it's actually illegal. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I don't know the ins and outs, but it's yeah. such a beautiful, natural mm-hmm. area. And I think that's what generally draws people here. But as a musician, I have to say, I am constantly meeting new people who have moved here, and they happen to be musicians. Mm-hmm. I met another some other people last night. So I'm like, wow, you know? Yeah, one, I have one, a business, and I'm I'm big on whale watching. I just love it. And I, well, the, the first week I was here uh, over five years ago, we walked out onto the beach, and I there were like a pod of whales out there. And I thought, boy, this is the place yeah. for me. Uh, I was a little surprised they didn't have they had a lot of fishing, of course, going out. And I called the port at one time. Do they have any whale watching boats? No, but she goes, you can go out on a fishing boat and and watch. <laughs> I guess I could do that. Or but, you can just go up on a cliff and watch. Well, which is what I do, <laughs> right? But boy, being I have been out on the Monterey Bay and doing that, and it's a fantastic. But anyway, that would, uh, of course, that would re- require somebody to get a boat and on the insurance and all of mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So be. that would just be one of. And my if it's just if it's just but, whale watching, that's pretty limited. There's two periods. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's yeah. true. Um, well, anyway, but yeah, I'm with you. It's easy for me up here. I just love this area. I've fallen in love with it. I never want to leave it for just the reasons you were saying. The the Rogue River, the Chetco River, the Klamath River, the Smith River, um, just so many activities to do there, whether you're a fisherman or a rafter or a kayaker. Or just a walker because the which beach is, is I, fabulous to walk on. Yeah. What I do. I walk my dog. Yeah. And I, I love the theater here. And we're well, in the cool. process of putting together another one. Why are you looking at me like that? You love the what, did you say? The theater. Oh, the theater. Okay. What did you think I said? I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> oh, I, you you well, thought wait. I said something obscene no, no, from the no. way you looked at we're me. We're never quite sure. <laughs> what hey, he's twisted, but he ain't dirty. <laughs> no, there's evidently, um, getting back to theater, a, another group. Yes. That is, is that, do you want to talk about that? Well, I don't really know a whole lot about it. Uh but I went to a, um, a fundraiser for it the other night at, at the Grange, and they had people who evidently were, they were doing theatrical performances, not just an acoustic guitar with a woman singing, and it was great. They had some really good people, and the person that surprised me the most was Kat. Oh. Um, 
I, I talked to her a couple of days after the show. I said, we really enjoyed that show. I said, and, the, and, the, and the, I think the greatest one was this woman that sang that Australian song about I can walk 500 miles to Port Park. You know, I, I don't, don't remember the name of the song. I don't know what the event was. I didn't go. So Well, there's probably a reason for that. But anyway, she said that was her that oh. was singing that. She put on a wig. So I, what I should have said to her was, was <laughs> see, long hair not only makes you look better, it makes you sound better. But I, I missed that opportunity. <laughs> I could not believe when she cut her hair off. But that's another yeah. story. That's well, a whole that's, other show we could do about yeah, women cutting their hair off. a whole off. other thing. But on that note... There is community theater here, and more than just one. There used to be two. I don't. You weren't here when. Were you here, Jim? When Dory? Of course you were. When Dory had the the children's theater. So theater. I mean, I was actually in a couple of plays when when um, Elmo Williams lived here, and he was you know such a, a prominent figure at that time, and he wrote this little play, and you know a number of us stepped up and performed in the play, and. And I was in some other productions, too, along the way. I haven't done any of that. But anyway, there is theater, and there's a lot of music happening. And speaking of classical music, I see now the um, performing arts theater that people really wanted to get together and have happen here in Brookings is has joined with Del Norte, and it will become, I guess, an event center in Crescent City which is kind of interesting because, again, we're Oregon and they're California, mm -hmm. but it's going to, we're going to join hands, evidently. And if you've never been to one of these performances, good grief, you pay $20 and you get to sit there and listen to world-class performers. I mean, these people, if you were in New York or San Francisco or Chicago or whatever, you'd pay 100 bucks to get to hear them. And here we are, you know, in this little tiny town, and these wonderful people come, and we get to hear them. It's just fabulous, and, and very rare, I think, for a little town to have that kind of thing. I would love to see uh, uh, a facility where we could have um, named people come here. Uh, it wouldn't, obviously, wouldn't be Taylor Swift, but uh, we were talking earlier about uh, Leon Redbone, who does a great show. People of that caliber, who you've heard of. And they're good, and people will, will but we well, don't we, even have the place to do that. Well, we have the concerts in the park, and that's as close as we get to that. I don't think they have the budget for Leon Redbone, but there's... Well, but I hear what you're saying. I'm, I'm only suggesting that what we do have is that, that venue in the park, and if we had another place where... On rainy days. Yeah. I don't, well, we, Jim and I got, talked about this. We've got three music festivals. There are week, weekend-long music festivals that bring in over 10,000 people to this area. Yeah. You know, between Sky High Fourth of July, the Blues Festival, the um, um, Slam and Salmon, and also the Pirate Festival. And there's a, a blue, every, every summer the in the park, don't they have, like, I know they have a bluegrass uh, the concerts in group, the park. I, yeah, concerts in the park. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, about... they're kind of associated. Right now, they're trending more towards... Um, Tribute bands, yeah. So if you if you if you want to almost see the Eagles, they'll have something like that there. Yeah, if you want, <laughs> yeah, why don't, you yeah, want to hear the songs you're pretty tired of hearing anyway. Yeah, yeah. not done as well as the original. So well, you know, we're a, we're the a thing, tribute the thing band. We don't I have guess, uh, any way for people to come like a real festival and set up 
set up in their camper or pitch a tent or whatever. I mean, if you've ever been to a bluegrass festival. Honey, I've been you know, to more festivals than you can talk to. <laughs> yeah, and I agree. I yeah, agree. You, but you need the area, and there is no place, and the people have been looked into that, and the zoning is so restrictive. It's, it's, not, it's not friendly for that kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm hoping it will change because I'd like to have the kind of festival where you can actually charge admission, have camping sites, um, food trucks, all that kind of stuff, and, you know, good quality music. My, my ex-wife grew up in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, which was famous for the steel mills. The steel mills have now closed down and they're just mm-hmm. skeletons. And uh, it looked like the town might dry up. And then they came up with this idea of a music festival. Of course, there, Bethlehem is just a couple hours out of New York and other places, so you can get big names to come. But And they have big names come. And it's, I think the festival is about a week or two weeks, and you buy your tickets and you can go see. They've had people like Ray Charles and Crosby, Stills, and Nash and, and name people. And well, you just have to, have your, you have to have your funding in line for all that. Yes, you know, yeah, have to get the community together. I mean, last year for the Blues Festival, just one act was four or three thousand dollars. Oh, one act. I'm trying to think <laughs> of what what it's called. The Jefferson, not Jefferson, um, Jacksonville over yeah. by Ashland. What what is that called? Oh, the uh, Jacksonville, the, the Bread Festival. No, 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 no. It's uh, no Bread is in Ashland. Uh, Jacksonville no. has the uh, Pavilion. And then, uh, uh, and, and, oh, Jacksonville, is, oh, yeah, the Brit Festival, I'm sorry, yes. Yeah. Brit Festival in Jacksonville. But that's multi-million dollars. Yeah. Multi. But see, that's but a, what little, does it bring a little in? area, but still, they've got yeah. people with more money and a larger supply, probably, scattered around in that area. But people come from all over to go to that. Yeah, they're donors and sponsors, number in the, the thousands, you know. We don't have a thousand people here that Well, that we wouldn't have to have... Uh, the big names they have either were quite as big. You know, well, there's these media level, uh, medium level people. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know if Arthur, Arlo Guthrie has sunk to that yet or not, but <laughs> he does an incredible show. Yeah, but you would you would still be at least five thousand dollars. Yeah, maybe five to ten thousand dollars. So that shouldn't be too bad. But I know we've talked about this before, and and you didn't Give seem me the to money, think, honey. You you didn't seem to think that that people would pay more than twenty dollars for tickets here. No. I, I I'm, Sometimes they balk at $10. <laughs> well, yes, $10 not to down the Spence Brothers, but $10 to see the Spence Brothers. But No, I'm not talking about my bands. Yeah, I know. We're local guys. $10, $10 to see, or I would easily, I, I have and many times paid more than $100 for tickets, but with the Eagles and, and uh, Springsteen and that kind of stuff. But uh, I think people would pay $30, $50 probably to see... Uh, Say Leon Redbone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really like the guy. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Are you fami- You must be familiar. I, yeah, he does absolute, your kind of music. Absolutely. I I just think that my my personal style of music and what I prefer, what I perform, is not what most people think of. You know, um, I know Rick, you're enthusiastic about about swing music, which is what what I do. Yes, but I most know. people think of rock and roll, or they think of of uh, country or or folk music, and um, I'm not a rocker, you know. I mean that that is not music that that necessarily draws me. And because I was classically trained, I'll go to a, a classical concert and, and for the most part enjoy it. 
But I think that this town has a lot more music than I ever expected was going to happen. It wasn't like that when I first came to town, though, hon. It was a, a virtual desert, a wasteland for music. It took about four years for it to start to build, okay? So that's about 97, 98, okay? And it's taken that long, what is it, 20-some-odd years to get to where we are now. And there's still a lot of room for expansion. But that's why I did um, community theater for four years, because there was no place to play music. Uh huh. So I cut my teeth in the theater, and that's how I met a lot of people in town, too, in addition to working at uh, the old Ace Hardware store. But, yeah, it's it was really frustrating for a while, you know? Yeah. And then things started to change, you know? We, uh, we opened up. Um, different venues in town, finally got people to say, okay, well, I can put it in a little stage kind of thing, and, you know, one thing led to another. Well, people people didn't recognize how much there was a need for live music and how much people enjoy being in that atmosphere where there is live music. You know, the Chetco Brewery has opened up that great big room. I mean, it's been open for mm-hmm. several years now, but but, you know, there are just tons of people that come and, and perform on that stage, mostly guitar players, but that's cool. And I met a guy last night, he and his wife, who they've moved here from Ashland. And he's a fabulous guitar player, and, and he's very happy to be here. And, you know, um, it, it is what it is. And, and I'm very, very grateful that we do have the kind of music going on now. Because when I first was here, I was you know, haunting this, you know, where is there a music store? Please, somebody, you know, is there anybody else around here who plays music? But that that has really changed over time. But what we're talking about is, is, you know, jumping that up to a level where there's really more of a performance level where people are willing to pay to have somebody come in and, and you know, one of the big guys come in. But, you know, I don't think I'd ever want to go and be part of, of a giant audience of people who are sitting way back in the rafters and somebody's out there on this tiny little stage. It's and, a very different thing. You know, thing, it, yeah. it's, a, it's a whole, it doesn't appeal to me. So I'm, I'm really kind of contented with what's happening with the music world, frankly. Somebody mentioned before that this is not a, a walkable, a walk, a walk, a walkable. Well, anyway, it's not even a sailable city, but... Uh, I think it would be uh, nice to, if this town had busking, and oh, they yeah. don't. They don't. As I understand, it's illegal here now. You can't can't play music on the yeah, streets. I've never heard that because the uh, the ukulele player um, when uh, Aloha John. John, John yeah, was, but John's not playing for any money or anything. He's just sitting in a restaurant and plays, right? No, no, no. He was on the sidewalk in front of uh, Pacific Sushi with a little tip thar. So he was officially busking. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, somebody told me when I first came here that it was illegal. And that they, oh, no, I don't think I so. think it should be encouraged, and I think the city could give permits, so somebody would have to well, should at least show that they know what the strings but are or fig- something. But figure how, how many people would be walking along the sidewalk to take advantage of that. We don't know unless we had it. Well, but the point is that we've just complained that, that people don't walk. <laughs> well, that's, that's, I said this would be a draw of four people to uh-huh. walk. Well, I yeah. Let's go to the restaurant that's down there by that guitar player, or this. Yeah, and that. yeah. Well, well, I think you could probably gauge the response to: Is there an appreciable amount of traffic during Second Saturday art walks? Okay, 
Well, frankly, I don't want to play on the sidewalk because of the car's noise. No, no, no. I'm not saying it. Surely, surely, you you missed my point. You missed my point. Okay. People say, put buskers on the street and they will come. Well, we've put Saturday art walks, you know, in the town for, gosh, three, four, five years now. Has it impacted, you know, walking traffic? Because that's what it, you can't get a map and you walk everywhere you go. Yeah. I don't know because I don't go to those things. Well, it, it used to be that way, but it isn't so much anymore. We yeah. used to have a whole string of galleries. Right. And people would walk from gallery to gallery. And there are much fewer, sadly, than there used to be. But still, it's, it is going. And, and Manly Art Center, for one, has really stepped it up. And they've got all kinds of wonderful opportunities to learn all forms of art. I'm, I'm in a writing group there, which mm-hmm. is art. Mm-hmm. Writing is an, is an art. Music is an art. You know. And um, there are a lot of things about Brookings that I really, really like. And but once in a while, I go, gosh, I'd really like to, <laughs> really like to go to an Nordstrom, you know. But well, hop that in the car and go. <laughs> <laughs> if they're still, still open. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that's another thing, you know. With with so much depending on people just picking up the phone or, or going to the computer and ordering whatever they want and somebody will bring it to their door, the need to go out and find things in a shop or just simply to wander around is really, really going downhill, which I, I think is kind of sad because it means you spend more time at home on your computer. <laughs> well, I, I'm finding out now that I'm more boring than I really ever thought I was, I mean, <laughs> I do enjoy the music. I play guitar myself just for me and my dog, pretty much. But oh, again, that's where that howling's coming from. <laughs> yes, okay. It doesn't appreciate me all the time. <laughs> but anyway, but again, yeah, and I'm in, like I said, I am in love with this area, only yeah. being here a little over it's five years. It's very pretty. And it's really pretty. It's pretty. The most important thing for me is the peace, the serenity, the yeah. beauty, yeah. the wildlife. Um, and uh, just the fact that I that I can just take my dog out yeah. and go walk on the ocean. Um, you can walk on water. Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I should have said by the ocean. I, I don't know where you live, <laughs> right. but he walks. Where, where I live, I could just open the door and let the dog out. He comes home and lives ready. And that's another thing. As long as he doesn't get yeah. eaten by right. something. I can step out on my deck and, yeah. and look in the ocean. So that it's a wonderful, wonderful place. Um, so I, I guess again, it's uh, my stance is probably different than uh, than maybe you guys because I'm just more into solitude, mm-hmm. actually, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just not the, the crowded place where I came from. I tell you what, that that has just I don't ever want to go back there to all that again. All oh, that no. growth, all that traffic. Yeah. Now I know we can complain about the traffic here too, traffic everywhere. But oh my gosh, it's nothing like when you're but out see, there. I I felt exactly the same way when I moved here. It was like taking a deep breath and going, ah, get away from yeah. those streets and the noise and the you know and all of that. Mm-hmm. And and then after a while, you acclimate and then it, you know, you stop feeling the same way. But it is it's a beautiful beautiful area. I want to go back to um, what we were talking a little bit before about what kind of a business. Would would the city council, the the planning commission, be open to receiving if there were such a thing? What what are we missing in this community? That let me tell you a planning commission story. Okay, okay tell me. I'll a make it as story. brief as possible. Okay, 
When KCIW started up, we had had agreement with the city that we could have our transmitter, which is no bigger than a a um, uh, bread. Well, we used to have we used to have uh, television antennas, mm-hmm. maybe slightly bigger than that. Could go on a pole, inch and a half pole. Okay, so we had an agreement that we would have our transmitter on there with the idea that within X amount of years, I don't remember how long it was, we would have the ability to flip a switch and the city could take over our transmitter for emergency broadcasting. I remember that. The city towers are in a compound that I'm told will withstand an atom bomb and <laughs> has, has weeks of backup power. So if there should be a, a an event here, and it's pretty much likely that there will be, uh, we won't have to go to the whiteboard at Fred Meyer and talk to the ranger about where the fire is. We would turn on our radio and the fire chief, whether the somebody or other who would be assigned to giving us that emergency information. And we, you know, we have tidal waves. We could have forest fires we seem to have every year get a little scary. Um, and tsunamis, all kinds of things can happen here. You know, we have a city not that far down the road that was completely destroyed, Paradise. And as it was being destroyed, nobody in Paradise knew what the hell was going on. We had uh, uh, a couple of people who live here now. One was, a, and the man was a, a firefighter, and his, I don't forget what his wife did, but they spoke to the city council about the importance of having an emergency uh, transmitter, uh, a way to get the people to know. I, you know, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a combat soldier. Know about the uh, the idea of knowing what the hell's going on. I was also a, a state trooper. Same thing. You had to know what was going on. You needed communication. You pretty much dead in the water without it almost. So anyway, the uh, the city uh, decided that they 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 really didn't want to. Uh, give us any more time to get this done, although they did extend it a year. To They gave us a year to find another place rather than just kick us off over. And one of the councilmen at the time, who has since been recalled, thank goodness, said that uh, he didn't. He, he looked at it as the city supplementing a, um, a radio station that has an agenda uh, to which I balked. <laughs> hmm. And... and uh, we would go to every meeting and say, we don't have an agenda. If you want to do a show, every one of you can do a show. I personally contacted each city councilman, including the mayor. I bugged the hell out of him about doing a show, which he eventually did. And we saw what happened to him because he did. Uh, the, the city wanted to get rid of us just because they thought we were liberal, although they couldn't really point to this. That's You're liberal there. Even though we may have had some shows, mine being the worst, or the best. Or the best, yeah. Yes. I was going to uh, say, don't. De- definitely leaned very liberal. and uh, But nobody ever came up to do a conservative show, even though we tried. Okay. But, the, so anyway. Yeah, the point. Okay, of, let's con- yeah. let me continue this. Okay, so it turned out we had a move. So it seems, oh, no big deal. Can go on a clothesline pipe. But no, the FCC has a regulation. This thing has to be on a tower that will stand 130 mile an hour winds. And then there were other considerations like how high we were, where we were, and how we could transmit, whatever. So it turned out this was going to cost a heck of a lot of money. We could not just go out, basically, and put up our own antenna with guy wires that say, oh, that looks good, because it would have to be signed off by an engineer. Eventually, we came up with the idea we could put up a flagpole. So we got in touch with a 
people, some people, some were north, that made the flagpole exactly what we wanted. It was not that big a deal to put in. Um, we were, we had permission to put it over in the um, oh the little shopping center that used to have the tea house. I can't think of the name of it. The Abbey. Yeah, the Abbey. Yes, the owner of, the, of that shopping center said we could put it there, and we felt. Problem solved. We pretty much had the money to do it. You would not believe, I don't remember the numbers, but it was unbelievably expensive to put up an 80-foot pole. So we got all this done. This is now also pre-engineered. You don't have to have an engineer say, yes, that's good. It comes pre-engineered. Got it all ready to go. Applied to the city and the city planning commission, who has some people on it who we know don't like us, uh, I said, well, okay, you can do that. The first thing you have to do, though, is get approval from all the people in the neighborhood. Now, where we were, probably the first house was 100 yards away or more, and why would they care if there was a flagpole put up? But anyway, okay, we, we agree that has to be done. And then we had to put a six-foot chain-link fence around it, like all the flagpoles have six-foot <laughs> chain-link fences. Then we had to allow any other nonprofits that wanted to use it to use it. And then we had to paint the whole thing to match the building. So it didn't take much analysis to figure out they don't want us. Well, Fortunately, we did find a, a place that we all, everybody looking for, drove by half a dozen times a day right by the, by the commercial radio station here. Well, right. And we did didn't we get, even, didn't did even, we get it, um, um, somehow an opportunity for what we were after? for a signal to be able to go out? Is that happening without us, without KCIW? Oh, there was no such thing. Oh, 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 okay. Is now? Is I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to that in yeah, a minute. because uh, I thought the point. So anyway, it comes come to find out we had a tower, make a long story short, that we could put on very affordably and works great. But the city just wanted to put us down because we were liberal, and there was no no two ways about it. I mean, they even mentioned it on the... On the uh, the, at the council. Now, is there something that replaced that? Yes. Oh, good. And I understand it's five watts. Oh. And you don't know about it. Do you know about it? No, nope. I do not. Jim, well, that, do you know what, how why, to tune to it? That's why I'm asking. Nobody because, even knows it exists, yeah. first of all. And five watts, if it was transmitting from the city, the police department, that I understand we would not be able to hear it here. And we're not that far. It's so, like a CB or less. Even. Well, so why why would um, a community that lives, you know, that we hang on to the cliffs here, right near the ocean, why why wouldn't they be in favor of having that facility? Have that no capacity? idea. Can you imagine that they? Well, I don't that understand they, it. But. That they just leave us hanging here. You know, uh, <clears throat> the fire may come or the the. Is it? Difficult? And we did have, by the way, uh, I don't remember how many years ago it was. There's a local woman wrote a book about it. There was a storm came in. Yeah, I read it. Yeah, that was a uh, a surprise storm. It's like they didn't know. Uh, do you know how many people were killed? Something like I a, don't, a but dozen. I remember she used a CB radio, didn't she? Well, that became the communications for town because yeah. everything else was knocked out. If you if you go down to the to the port but by the um, Coast Guard station, there's that little monument there yeah. with names and numbers on it. Mm-hmm. Those are the people who were killed oh, on that. I don't know what the numbers represent, okay. though. So that actually happened here, mm-hmm. and we still have such a narrow-minded running... Well, well, here, but see, I don't know what that has to do with politics, to say, here we are, we're a community living 
in this potentially difficult place. Why wouldn't we have that? Why wouldn't those people who are able to do this, why wouldn't they want it? I don't know. I, I don't understand. You'll have to well, why, why do they make it so difficult for businesses to open up? This is one of the, the, the weirdest little towns I have ever run across. And I've been involved in a lot of small town, you know, stuff because friends and family were into businesses all the time. But that's the one consistent thing I've heard from a lot of entrepreneurs is it costs a small fortune to put in like a restaurant, $10,000 hookup fee to already existing sewer line. Come on, it's about the Benjamins, mm-hmm. you know, and that to me is like we, the, the, the the wrong thing to be looking at. We have a new city council now, and hopefully, uh-huh. hopefully there will so. be, uh, they claim they're going to be more responsive. When I first moved here, I, there was an incident uh, or, or uh, an, an issue with the city council look happened to be the trees in the park. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went to a meeting just to see what was going on, and I told people I was going, and they said, don't bother going there. They've already made up their mind. And people were lined up literally into the parking lot to talk. And they brought in experts who knew about azaleas and knew about this and knew about that. And might as well have been talking to the wall. Mm-hmm. And at one point, on, I don't remember if it's that issue or another one, uh, one of our uh, people who is, uh, uh, speaks very well was talking and the mayor was sitting down like John Stewart, you know, scribbling on a piece of paper, not even looking at her. Yeah. And even not after even. she pointed out to him, you're not even listening to me, he continued to do it for a yeah. couple of minutes. Well, as you say, if they've already made up their mind, it doesn't make any difference. I'm hoping that the new people will be better. Yeah. How about on a quality of life issue again from the, from the more boring person? I experienced this down in Smith River a little bit. Vacation rentals. Now, do city planners, mm-hmm. city council have anything to do with vacation rentals uh, as far as... My problem is, where at least where I live, and I know two people here in Harbor who have dealt with, especially around the 4th of July. Now, I have no problem with the port doing their thing, but where I live in Smith River, the vacation rentals below me, uh, they'll go on for days, sometimes weeks, and... It's just a quality of life issue to me, and I just wish they were more regulated. Is that a bad word to say? I've called on the, you know, the people that were violated. These are illegal fireworks. These aren't just, you know, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, But there's, you can't get enforcement on that. No, it's a tough thing to deal with. Yeah. Well, one of the issues I hear from some of my friends is that they really don't like the idea that people have turned homes over to this vacation rental right, and yeah. to the B&B and all of that because right. because it takes the housing away from people who yeah. want to really it's decimated live here and the not housing just market vacation here yeah. but but on the other hand the city or the powers that be however this works don't really go after the housing problem in the way that I would look at it because I live in subsidized housing. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's government subsidized. And a lot of people go, no, 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 no way. We don't like government housing. But you've got to serve the needs of your community. And there are plenty of wealthy people who live up in the hills or out on the beach, you know, along the cliffside. But there are a lot of other people that would live here if they could afford to. And I hear all the time, oh, the prices have gone up so much in Brookings. 
Sometimes well, it's not even affordability, it's availability. Yeah, there when, isn't any. Yeah, when your anything, market so. only has, you know, like 10 rentals available because of the VRBOs, you know, the vacation rentals and things like that, or you've got, there's a couple of slumlords in this town that have bought up um, a ton of uh, properties, you know, and to me, I mean, it's like, how many houses do you need to own? I mean, really? <laughs> well, and not well, only that, like I said, the, the people that, not all, but when you do have the vacation rentals, and I've talked to friends of mine that live around them, you know, not only maybe loud and boisterous, but just uh, trashing the place, just mm -hmm. not, you know. Uh, they our, could even be from California. Ooh. Oh, my I'm gosh. Sure a lot of them are. <laughs> <laughs> my fellow Californian. Hey, I'm a former for Californian. <laughs> well, so am I, but... <laughs> anyway, I didn't, yeah, that's just a quality of life issue yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah, and then that gets back to our original concept of, you know, do we want this community to grow? And if so, what are we looking at? It's, mean, it's inevitable. Yeah. Well, how is it it's, going to grow? That's are the more question. young families going to move here? Why? Why would they move here if there's no job? Uh, or, why, why do you think it's inevitable? Because I have not run into one town that has not grown. Los Banos, where I graduated from high school in 1970, <laughs> had about the same amount of population that we do now. It is now over 25 or 30,000 people with three fire departments, an expanded uh, police uh, well, presence. What caused it to grow? Well, number one is uh, affordable housing at first. For San Jose area people. Well, San Jose and even Fresno people. They, they would right. be coming in, you know, yeah. making that commute, and that's an hour and a half, you know. So, and in the Thule fog uh, time of the year, that's not really safe. Yeah, but that, that layout is so different. I will maintain that one of the reasons that we're never going to go anywhere, particularly in, in terms of growth, is because we're located on the highway. Yay! And until there is enough, <laughs> you know... If somebody said, okay, well, we're going to take over Easy Street. Let's take over Easy Street. Let's, let's buy out everybody who lives on Easy Street, and we'll turn that into part of the downtown. Well, no, I don't know that anybody would want to do that, you know. Uh, but there are some businesses that are moving more in the railroad area. But then again, a lot of businesses have disappeared. When I first moved here, there was a wonderful Italian restaurant and Smuggler's Cove was down down at the beach, and it was wonderful. And there were other places to eat. And some of those guys have just gone bye-bye, I mean, and haven't been replaced. And recently, some more restaurants have gone out of business. So I think it's hard to to say who's going to come in, who's going who's gonna to bring the kind of business that they can make money so that they're happy about why they're here. And if there's no place to live, why are people? How are people going to come here? You know what I mean? It's well, we're sort of caught up in this circle of um, what came first. You know. <laughs> the question to me is, what generates the most um, bang for your buck? And right now, because we have a diminished uh, timber industry and shipping, uh, fishing industry, um, vacation industry is about what's left. You know, when you look tourism at tourism dollars, tourism dollars. Yeah. Have we overfished these waters? Is no, that... no. The the <laughs> the federal fishing laws have so severely uh, restricted what fishermen can do, 
and now they're talking about putting in offshore, um, you know, floating windmills. Well, there's going to be a no no go zone out there by those uh, things if they do get passed. You know, so that's going to be even a smaller area that the fishermen can fish in. You know. So what what's what sounds like to me is that we are we are really you know insular, so that we've got people who are here who maybe don't have the expectation that they can do much more than enjoy nature and maybe have some outings here and there. But it's it's not gonna not ever gonna become a mini San Francisco or a mini no, no. any it's other kind of city. It's just not. You, know? <laughs> no. you, you talked about these other communities before becoming bedroom communities for larger cities, but we don't have anything like that. There's nobody can commute here from any place because Commute from uh, no, but it was it was more of a comment on how a small town right. changes when you but, get that kind of an influx. But we have this town, which doesn't really have this 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 room to grow unless we we have some kind of. Well, uh, somebody uh, was going to build housing out. Um, I'm trying to think, Lone Ranch, or by, yeah, this by the college, eleven hundred uh, yeah, houses or something. What happened to that? I don't know. Nothing. I keep I hearing that, that mention, but I don't know anything about yeah. it. Because developers could not basically return their investment. Now, these, these huge fees, what is, what, what is the reason for them? Oh, I don't know. Because they can? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're, they are actually fees? They're not actual costs? No, fees, fees for the city. to If you got a restaurant, you're putting a restaurant in. Even if it's an existing one, you're going to get uh, tagged with a whole bunch of fees. That you may not have uh, been anticipating. I know. Who was it? Was it Pacific Sushi? I think they uh, they were charged $10,000 to possibly upgrade, but just hook into an existing system. Because that system had been there, you know, for years. I remember mm-hmm. Coffee House, you know, Java Java. And I forget what it was before that, but it was something else, you know. So, um, you know, Kim up on Fifth Street there, that used to be uh, the garden center. She has been running into so much resistance for what she wanted to do. She wanted to uh, basically make that a small performance center. Well, well, I don't know what the zoning situation was there, but... but um... zoning, zoning situations can be changed. Yeah, I don't. Wasn't, I don't the, wasn't the issue on that the big issue? There's no parking there. Uh well, there's that, parking that, across the street by well, it was there. The business o- before over at, at the the Manly Arts Center after hours. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. The, the reasons were stupid. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they just didn't like him. But there's one person there who was a real. But you head. know what? I think when when it all boils down, from my personal perspective, we we've got a real art community going here uh-huh. on on the basic level. Uh-huh. A lot of people who either enjoy or perform or play music, a lot of people who enjoy the arts and those, you know, those venues that are available. And we've got the beauty of it. And uh-huh. so all the rest of this is just peripheral as far as I'm concerned. I'm sorry that we don't have some, you know, like I'm sorry that some of the restaurants have gone out of business because you know, I was out with a friend the other day and said, couldn't we just go and have a cup of coffee somewhere and maybe a sandwich? And I'm thinking, where? You know? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but that's restaurants that's come personal. and go all yeah. the time, though, and a lot of it's bad management.
Well, anyway, I'm I've been here, as I say, um, more than twenty three years, and I'm I'm happy to be here. I really am. Yeah, I wouldn't change. I'm not going to move. Me neither. <laughs> if I could, I'd get buried on my property. <laughs> yep, I'm in love with the Brookings Harbor Smith River area, and I'm yeah. sticking around too, whether yeah. we get the Eagles or not. I guess. Yeah, yeah, but I don't but, know. Yeah. but realize we're all older. I mean, we're not young families coming here. Right. So right, but you know, here's we at one time. Okay, we had a miniature golf place up in Gold Beach. We had a skating rink here. They even had their own movie theater up in Gold Beach. Uh, we used to have, um, oh, what else was it? Something else I was thinking. Well, bowling alley. Yeah, and, we had a bowling alley here. Yes. So why I, why are those? Oh, well. Because nobody uh, went. We're running out of time. Our uh, if your commu- skating rink uh, owner absconded with the money or something. I'm talking about the one that's right, what was at the end of where the post office is. Uh-huh. That was a sp- skating rink in there. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, we are closing in here. We have about two minutes left. And- yeah. It's all about the Benjamin. So that gives us, never mind. <laughs> I was going to do the math and say how many seconds oh, we each no, had. No, no, no. Yeah. That's too well, taxing. You know, the, good, way too the good news is that, that we did manage to get this station on the air, and, mm-hmm. and it is an important part of the community, and not every little town does have their own radio station. So. Yeah, and, and remember, at one time, we had our own TV station yes, just across the, the way here. I had my own TV program on. People still ask me about that's it. That's right, that's but right. But there was no money available through ad sales, yeah. so they had to call it quits. If you uh, want to be part of making this a better community and making KCIW radio a better radio station, you can come play, kciw.org. Click on volunteers and some nice person will get a hold of you and see what you want to do. You can have your own radio show and everybody's invited to come to this one if they just get yeah, a hold of me. I'll give up my seat here for somebody else if uh, they'll come in. Rick, I talked I talked over your last your closing statements. No again, but uh I'll make one up. <laughs> okay. And also remember that you can come into KCIW and be on the radio every Wednesday from two I'm sorry, yeah, two to three. We, yes, we're replacing the letters to the editor that I un- understand don't exist anymore. We're allowing people to come in and record a letter to the editor. Mm, I'll have to let Joe oh, know. What a great idea. I'm waiting, I'm waiting to have a man on the street. You know, somebody walk along and get opinions for the how, day and then we'll broadcast a, them. How about an old lady on the street? We did that for a while. <laughs> yeah. We walked around with hand, handheld recorders and talked to people on the street. That was yeah. about four years ago, I think, something like that, or five, maybe even longer. Tom, you would remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, maybe we can instigate something like that again. Maybe the next time there's a parade or something. All right. I'm going to say goodbye. Me too. Goodbye. Adios, folks. <laughs> Already. Have fun. <laughs>